Welcome back to the boy from Splendora, Texas. Miss Hinch, 1979, Episode 3. Wallace, Daddy said as he stood by the side of my bed. Nothing happened. Wallace, Daddy repeated. It's time to get up. You need to eat breakfast and get ready to go to school. It's Saturday, I said. Yes, Daddy said. It's the UIL contest today. I sat up right and then jumped out of bed, excited for the day. I'll have Virgil do your chores when he gets up, Daddy said. You eat some breakfast and then I'll drive you to the school. Mom and Daddy were always up way before us kids. I got dressed in a pair of my best blue jeans and my nice snap-up shirt that Mama had made for me at the beginning of the school year. I put on socks and then my tennis shoes and headed to the kitchen where Mama had cooked me two pieces of toast, two over-easy eggs, and two pieces of sausage. I ate the hearty breakfast and then put the plate in the kitchen sink. Don't forget to wrap your soda, Mama said. I opened the refrigerator and retrieved my sack lunch and the grape soda, which was nice and cold. I then grabbed a single sheet of paper towels and then tore off a sheet of aluminum foil that was the same size as the paper towel. I laid the foil on the kitchen counter, followed by the paper towel and then the can of soda. I then rolled the soda can, collecting the paper towel and aluminum foil along the way. When I reached the end of the foil, I then pushed down the edges of the foil onto the ends of the can so that the foil paper towel design would stay in place. Believe it or not, this would keep the soda cool until lunchtime. I dumped out my sandwich, chips, and cupcakes onto the counter and then put the aluminum foil wrapped soda at the bottom of the lunch sack, followed by the sandwich, the cupcakes, then the chips, which were the most fragile of the lot. Go brush your teeth, Mama said. Yes, ma'am, I said as I made my way to the kids' bathroom at the back of the house. I grabbed the Crest toothpaste with the red triangle at the end and squirted a line of toothpaste onto my toothbrush. Looking back, I think the red triangle Crest toothpaste was more like battery acid. You didn't even have to move your toothbrush around very much since it felt like the spicy concoction was burning the plaque off your teeth. I spit out the foaming mixture in my mouth, rinsed my toothbrush, sucked the water off the bristles, and put it back into the toothbrush holder. I then headed to my room to get the new book that I was reading called The Two Towers, the second book in the Lord of the Rings series by J.R.R. Tolkien. I then headed back to the kitchen. I hope that you do well, Mama said as she hugged me. I love you. Do your best. I will, I said. I love you too. Daddy and I exited the house and got into his 1978 jade green Ford LTD. Daddy backed on to FM 2090 and headed west towards the school. I was lost in thought until Daddy blew the horn and we both waved at Granny, who was behind the tiller working in her garden. 
Granny waved at us with her right hand and then quickly grabbed back a hold of the tiller handle. As we passed by the school administration building, I spied a school bus parked in front of the high school building. There were several people milling about as everyone was getting ready for the bus ride to Tarkington. Daddy pulled our car into the parking lot where we both got out and headed towards the school bus. There's Miss Posman, I said as Miss Posman came around the back of the school bus. Miss Posman spotted us and headed towards me and Daddy. Daddy, I said, this is my teacher, Miss Posman. Please call me Sharon, Miss Posman said to Daddy. Gene Gibbs, Daddy said as he extended his hand out to shake Miss Posman's extended hand. I hope that you have fun today. It will be quite the adventure, Miss Posman stated. What time should I pick him up? Daddy asked. We should be back at the school at three o'clock, Miss Posman informed. Sounds great, Daddy said. Have a great time, son. Make sure to mind Miss Posman. I hope you do well. I hope so, too, I said. Daddy turned around, walked back to the car, and drove off down FM 2090, headed back home. I see that you brought something to do, Miss Posman said, looking at my book. That is good, because there will be a lot of downtime for you during the day. Is Becky here? I asked. She sure is, Miss Posman answered. She is already on the bus. Why don't you get on too? Do you have the story? I asked. I do, Miss Posman answered. It's in my purse. I walked to the doors of the bus and walked up the stairs. Good morning, Miss Hanson, I said. Good morning, Wallace, Miss Hanson replied. Are you excited about today? Yes, ma'am, I answered. I am excited and a little bit nervous. It'll be a good day, Miss Hanson replied. I hope you do well at the competition. I turned and looked down the aisle of the bus. It was mostly empty. Becky was sitting in the very last seat of the bus, so I headed that way. I never sit in the back, I said. A lot of the meaner kids normally take these seats on my bus route. Mine too, Becky said. Since I never sit back here either, I thought it'd be fun since it's just UIL kids today and there won't be very many of us. I sat down and we both began talking about all the things going on in our world in the spring of 1979. Soon, kids from the 5th grade all the way up to the 8th grade joined us. Finally, Miss Posman and several other teachers boarded the bus, including Mr. Gilly, Becky's sponsor. At exactly eight o'clock, Miss Hanson pulled the handle and shut the front doors of the bus. She shifted the old bus into first gear and we ambled out of the school parking lot. Miss Hanson guided the bus onto FM 2090, headed east. West. We stopped at the railroad track that ran through town and Miss Hanson opened the front doors and looked down the tracks. She then proceeded to cross the tracks and almost immediately made another stop at the flashing red light in the center of town. She turned right to get on Old Highway 59 which ran alongside of the railroad track past the lumber mill. Then 
Old Highway 59 joined New Highway 59, and we headed towards Cleveland, nine miles away. As we entered the city limits of Cleveland, Miss Hansen slowed the bus down to the required speed of 35 miles an hour. Martin Chevrolet passed by on our left. The Dairy Queen appeared on our right, followed by the Sonic that George and Gina went to at least three times a week. At the intersection of Highway 59 and Highway 105, Miss Hansen made a right turn, drove about a hundred yards, and then stopped the bus at the same set of tracks we had crossed over earlier, but further down the line. Highway 105 would take us past the Texan Theater and then out of the city of Cleveland to Tarkington Prairie, where Tarkington ISD was located. The entire trip took us about 35 minutes. As we entered the Tarkington School property, Miss Hansen pulled the bus up to the school entrance where we all got out and went inside. I watched as Miss Hansen drove away and parked the Splendora ISD school bus alongside school buses from Huffman, Shepherd, Goodrich, and a host of other school districts. I followed the other students inside the building as we headed to the cafeteria, which would serve as our headquarters for the next four and a half hours. Becky and I chose a seat across from each other and sat down. Our teachers disappeared. By the time that we settled down at the table, it was nine o'clock. Becky opened a book and began reading, so I followed suit. Around 9.15, Miss Posman and Mr. Gilly reappeared. Wallace, Miss Posman began, you will read around 10.30 this morning in room 105. I am one of the contest judges and will see you in the room at that time. Good luck. You know this story well, so do your very best. Here's your story. Make sure not to lose it. Yes, ma'am, I said as Miss Posman turned and headed towards the classroom. Mr. Gilly was giving Becky instructions. Her contest would begin around 10 o'clock. Mr. Gilly also left to go judge a contest. Becky and I returned to our reading. Throughout the morning, announcers would come over. Becky and I returned to our reading. Throughout the morning, announcers would come over the PA system telling students which contests were about to begin. At 10:15, I closed my book, grabbed the papers Miss Posman had handed me, and then headed out of the cafeteria in search of room 105. I quickly found the room. There was a teacher sitting in a chair at the doorway to the classroom. Are you here for the prose reading contest? She kindly asked. Yes, ma'am, I said. I read at 1030. Great, the teacher said. I am glad that you arrived early. What story are you reading? Miss Hench, I said. What school do you go to? She inquired. I go to Splendora Junior High, I answered. I hope that you do well, the teacher said. Thank you. I put my back against the white cinder block wall and realized that I could hear a voice from inside the classroom. That must be the student before me, I thought. I tried to understand what they were saying, but could only hear muffled tones. Right at 10.30, the student finished what they were reading, and I clearly heard an adult in the classroom say,
Great job. If you will head back to the cafeteria, we will let you know the results around 2 o'clock today. The door to the classroom opened and a boy about my age stepped out. We made brief eye contact and then he headed into the direction that I had just come from. A teacher appeared at the doorway and invited me to come in. As I entered the classroom, the teacher said, Please go to the front of the classroom, face towards us, and state your name, what school you attend, and what story you're reading today. You will be given 15 minutes to read your story. You will be judged on content, the flow of the story, and your reading style. I will softly ring this bell, letting you know that you have one minute left. I took my place at the front of the classroom and looked around. I saw five adults looking at me, including the teacher that came to get me at the doorway. All of the teachers were sitting towards the back of the classroom. From left to right, there was an older lady, sort of like Miss Bowley, then a younger lady, Miss Posman, a man, and then another lady. My name is Wallace Gibbs, and I am from Splendor Junior High School. Today, I'll be reading an abridged edition of Miss Hinch. My heart was doing flips inside of my chest. I collected my thoughts, opened up the paper Miss Posman gave me, and began to read. Every so often, I would look up at the teachers intently listening to me. Four of the teachers wore a serious expression as they listened. Not Miss Posman. She had a huge smile on her face, and I could tell from her expression that I was doing very well. Suddenly, a soft chime was heard from a bell at the back of the room. I had almost finished and knew that I would complete my story in time. The end, I said. Thank you very much, one of the teachers said. Do you have any questions? No, ma'am, I said. Fine, if you will head back to the cafeteria, another teacher stated. We will have the results around two o'clock. I made eye contact with Miss Posman one more time, and she mouthed, Good job, to me. This concludes Episode 3 of Miss Hinch, a story by Wallace Gibbs.